Welcome to the College and Career Sunday School Podcast for the First Church of the Nazarene in Highland, Indiana. These lessons are geared toward young adults between 18 and 28, but the truths taught can benefit people from every walk of life. This week we will be studying the biblical differences and similarities between men and women. We've all heard someone say, that's a man's work, or you're saying that just because you're a woman. There seems to be an unspoken assumption on the part of many people that certain actions, activities, and character traits are either male or female. Many societies have used the differences between men and women to assign women to second-class status. Many have even claimed biblical support for these enforced inequalities. Christians must examine the biblical principles God has given us regarding gender equality. The issue of gender differences and similarities must be addressed from the standpoint of God's kingdom, and not from social customs, prejudice, or emotion. I want today's listeners, both male and female, to openly and honestly examine their own values as we study biblical perspectives on gender equality and gender roles in this lesson. To see what the Bible has to say about men and women, we need to go back to the beginning. Genesis 1:27 describes the creation of humanity on the sixth day. As we mentioned last week, God created humans in his image, but he also created them in two different forms, male and female. Both women and men are created in God's image. In Genesis 2:18-23, we find a more detailed account of the creation of man and woman. Let's read it before moving on. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. God created man first but did not think it right to stop there. Man needed companionship, so God decided to create a helper fit for him, and that was in verse 18. All the animals were brought before the man, but no suitable helper was found among them. Man was above those animals. He was a higher form of life, and he needed someone who was on his own level. God filled this need by causing the man to fall into a deep sleep and remove a part of his side. The part was not taken from man's head to rule over him, nor from his feet to be subject to him, but from his side to be his equal. When the man saw her, he affirmed his equality with her by calling her bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She was called woman to show that she was indeed from man, sharing his nature and the image of God. In Galatians 3.28, Paul asserts that in Christ all are equal. It says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. 
In this one bold verse, he swept away prejudices and artificial barriers that had traditionally separated many people. When men and women stand before God, they stand at the same level. God does not view one sex, one race, or one political status as more valuable than the other. We have seen that the Bible views men and women with equal value. Yet, men and women are different on some levels. We must be careful to respect differences without allowing one set of characteristics to seem better or somehow superior to the other. Our problem is that we tend to measure these characteristics by worldly rather than Christian standards. There are many stereotypes about men and women. Women find their identity in relationships. Women are happy to in support roles. Men find their identity in what they do. Men are more comfortable being in charge. Some people believe this is why, historically, women have not been the controlling political force in most cultures. We know that these stereotypes are being challenged today. There is no way we can cover the topic in detail during this one lesson. We can agree that there are differences, both physical and non-physical, between men and women. Let's look at leadership in the church. We see in several places in scripture that if God calls a woman to lead, she should do so. In Acts 2.18, Peter quotes from Joel 2.29. That means it is in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and affirms that in the last days, sons and daughters shall prophesy. So Acts 2.18 says, Even on my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. Joel 2.29 says, Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. The qualifications of leadership are not based on gender. Women and men should not feel inferior if they choose support roles over leadership positions. We should do what God calls and equips us to do. None of us would argue that Jesus was a leader, yet he also served. In John 13, 1-17, we read about Jesus washing his disciples' feet at the Last Supper. In Matthew 23:11 and Mark 9:33-37, Jesus tells his disciples that the greatest among them was the servant of all. Philippians 2:3 calls us to be servants and to seek the benefit of another before ourselves. Just because a man or woman chooses a position of lesser power does not make them weaker than those who lead. Also, Anyone that God calls to lead should do so with an attitude of service. The world may have views on what manhood and womanhood look like. Christians do not need to think the same way. Our goal as a Christian is to become more like Christ. We must allow God to cultivate his attributes within us. Some people may point out that Jesus was a male, and that misses the point. God is neither male nor female. The fruit of the Spirit, found in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, applies equally to both sexes. This means that many men have something to learn from women, and that many women have something to learn from men. We cannot identify any godly attitude or action that is exclusively for men or women. We are all called to walk the path of righteousness. It is true that there are instances of the church teaching the false notion that women are somehow inferior members of the body of Christ. It is usually done based on a misunderstanding of some key Bible passages. For example, 
First Corinthians 14.34 says, The women should keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law also says. Paul is not making an absolute statement for all women everywhere. Rather, this passage fits into the flow of what Paul was teaching about orderly worship. Paul was addressing a problem that the church of Corinth had with disrupting influences. Apparently, in this case, it was women. If men had been disrupting the public worship in Corinth, Paul would have told them to be quiet. There are other similar passages, and when taken out of context, can be used as excuses to deny women their rightful place in the church. We are called to look at the whole of Scripture, though, not just one verse. Scripture is clear that men and women are both equal in God's eyes. This means that women should be allowed to take their rightful places as ministers in God's church. The church should not deny women the opportunity of full-time Christian service, should God call them. Western society has mainly been male-oriented, which means that men held the leadership positions and most of the power. Recently, however, that has been changing. Most people now agree that women should be treated as equals to men in pay, privilege, or whatever other area is open for comparison. Christians should wholeheartedly support equality of the sexes. However, that does not mean we support the dismantling of marriage because it subjugates women. The family unit was designed by God and every community should be based on family. It is an institution formed by the special relationship that only a husband and wife are able to have. Any abuse and inequality in this relationship should be addressed in a Christian manner, but the marriage covenant is too sacred to abolish. God has called all his people to be more like him, regardless of gender. Men and women stand before God, equally in need of his grace, equally loved in his eyes, and of equal use to his kingdom. We are different, but the differences serve to enrich the kingdom of God. Let's look at Jesus and how it should challenge our views of male and female. What are your thoughts on the following questions? In our culture, what are the different ways Jesus would be viewed as a male? Based on the stories of the Bible, who might view Jesus negatively? Who might view Jesus positively? What would Jesus say to those who argue for inequality of men and women? What might Jesus say to those who argue that emotions and tears and caring are more for women? What might Jesus be teaching the males in our culture about being a real man? Dear Heavenly Father, you are a wonderful and gracious Father. There are so many conflicts between how the world views men and women and what you teach us. Help us always filter the world through your scripture and not through what other people tell us. Search our hearts, Lord. If we are not living our lives in alignment with your principles, bring us back to your will. Help us surrender our lives to you and live a life that is pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining our lesson today. If you like what you heard, share it with someone in your life and don't forget to subscribe. Then it will automatically download to your favorite device when a new episode is available. Mm-hmm.